Each and every Sunday night, we're cracking beers and talking golf reviewing or hashtag mega profit sweat. And actually this week, Eric Quagnus Martins had himself a sweat in the short game. Uh, He was in first place as the leaders today made the turn in the fourth round. Winning $2,500. How much did you end up winning, Eric? Because you didn't win at all, unfortunately. I did not win at all. You know what? I With that one lineup, uh, mm-hmm. I was tied for 13th place. And guess what? Hmm. They gave me the one extra cent, so I won $233.34. Oh, you got the fourth? I got the extra penny. I don't know. How they how do they determine that? I don't know. That's a good question. Well, good I wonder lucky, lucky you. Okay, here. Let's look at your lineup. That when uh-huh, $233.34, it was tied for 13th place in the short game contest. That's what we are each and every week we play in the short game. It's a dollar a lineup. It's 20 lineup maximum. That's all you can do. Oh, and Eric was almost a winner. Dude, have you ever won a GPP? I've not. Okay. Have you? I did win a quarter arcade. You were there. I know. I was setting you up. Oh, yeah. Thanks for asking. Yeah. Um, well, before we get into the short game winning lineup and all that, that's what we do each week. I wanted to give you the table of contents. We're simply just friends cracking beers, like we said. We say names still. I say names on Mondays. I go live in the fir- with the first look. And then on Wednesdays, I do a podcast that's presented in our in partnership with our friends at FanshareSports.com about ownership. You can watch those things, and that's when we say names. But we've been doing this Sunday night support group. After we lose every Sunday, Eric and I, we sulk to each other. <laughs> and we prepare to get you know juiced up for another week trying this stuff, trying to go for mega profits and cashing a comma. And we never win. So we always say, complain on Sunday nights, and there's nowhere to go to complain so we decided to make this place a place for those who are you know kind of sad sulking and then we can review what we did wrong and we can talk about how we can win next week because that's what you do is you try again get back on the horse so this week episode includes the winning lineup of the short game we will review that we'll review a little bit more of what eric did not win and then <laughs> um how great was the players it was great Ooh, seeing it dude, seeing every shot Amazing. That's fun. Um, and then we've discovered some things. We've had some breakthroughs and we do that. We talk about DFS strategy and PGA. We'll talk about what we were told. And if it came true, we'll talk about the viral moments of the weekend and what the news and notes were, what people were outraged about and review the, or, you know, predict the pricing for the Honda classic. That's this next week. So Eric, you didn't win a profit of $2,500, but someone did. Let's look at that someone. And yeah. I say this each week. You got to be on YouTube live and you got to be on YouTube maybe more so than the uh, iTunes thingamabob. So you can watch me show the screen and I'll describe the best I can that JT was in there and Bryson. So this guy stacked the JT Bryson, which in hindsight is a beautiful, beautiful thing when you can get JT at $9,900 at 17%. You got Bryson at $9,700 coming off of a win at 14.5%. He wasn't even chalk. Both those players were amazing in contention and having a chance to win. 
You have Paul Casey there at $8,400, who's been playing great coming in, and so has Matt Fitzpatrick playing great coming in, $8,284 and 10.9 and 9.3% for Paul Casey and Matt Fitzpatrick. I mean, that's easy. So there you go. Maybe that was the stack to start, 9-7, 9-9, 8-4, 8-2. And then you pepper. You get a couple more names. You go with maybe a low 8-6K and a middle 7 guy. But this dude, he went with the Adam Hadwin. Okay. Yeah. That was a super that was super flyer. No one, you know, we hadn't seen a lot of Adam Hadwin. But this is a veteran uh, course. People like play their veteran names, and he's a veteran. And then you got Birdie Brian Harmon, who had been playing awesome <laughs> for for a while there. He had a little nice stretch for us coming into this tournament. He wasn't awesome, so he didn't fly too close to my radar, but he didn't fly close to anyone's radar. He's 4.8% at 6,900, and we know he can birdie. He had 20 birdies. In fact, that was as many as Bryson. So there you go. You have Birdie Brian Harmon at 4.8% round out a lineup that had 612 points. Eric, what did you tell me about 612 points? Well, here's the thing is that I guess we could, (laughs) I was told section, but we'll just add this right now is that I was told that the giant GPP contests were harder to, to, to win because you know, there's more people, but here in our little short game, 20 max, uh, $1, uh, the guy that won here that we're looking at right now, he would have won the Millionaire Maker. So that's who I was up against. And I didn't play in the Millionaire Maker because that contest is a scam. <laughs> well, it turns, it's, it turns out that every DraftKings contest is a scam because it's impossible to win these things. I mean, I, right. <laughs> oh, you were there. You were close. You were. God. Uh, we mentioned at the top of the hour here, the Quagnus Martins is Eric right here at 13th. With Sergio and Corey Connors, you got Fitzpatrick and Casey. You did that, and you did Bryson. So you were close, but you didn't want to go into the 6K range, so you dipped down, and you bought Berger. And then you bought Garcia, who is a course history guy. and had never missed a cut, so maybe that was a good cash play, especially if 6% owned. So that's great. So you had a Bryson, Berger, Casey, Fitzpatrick, Garcia, and Corey Connors. Who would we just saw? I mean, this is basically like – We've talked, I've talked about this. I preached this for a while here coming into this stuff. Look at the leaderboard from the last two weeks. Look at last week's leaderboard and just use those names again because they typically do well for the stretch of time. And look at that. Bryson, Connors winning you $233. Fitzpatrick too. Yeah. And maybe there's like a correlation to the fact that this is like, you know, in the midst of the Florida swing. So you see guys that are doing well in Florida. That maybe that's something. I mean, I guess this lineup clearly represents that. And I did. I was thinking about that when I was building. Now, do you want me to talk about <laughs> my entire player pool and how this <laughs> lineup has no relation whatsoever to my <laughs> strategy? Well, sh- let's talk about you, actually, Eric. Before <laughs> we move on to the next segment. Um, through 36 holes, Eric was seventh in the short game. But prior to that, a moments, minutes, hours before showing up at the seventh spot in the short game contest, he was telling me, Eric was telling me, I'm going to quit playing DFS because I'm done. Sick <laughs> of this shit. <laughs> and then I'm like, wait a second, but you're about to win Mega Profit? You're about to have a breakthrough in your, your world? Like, but... You hate yourself. You hate your lineup. You hate your player pool. Uh, you had massive tilt using who would you use? Was it nah. Rose or Nah? <laughs> God. So 
So tell me what, how did it come to, how did you click these six names? Cause you definitely clicked a lot of Tony Finau and that ruined you bigly. Well, let's not forget that when I told you I was feeling like I needed to be done, that was on Thursday morning or that was Thursday. Oh, it was Thursday morning. So it wasn't it was even like, any minute into the tournament. You're already like tilting Tony's plus six. You wake up and you see Tony's plus six through seven holes. And you're like, I took too much Tony. This is not good. Yeah. And so you were tilting big time. Well, I was tilting because I somehow managed to find I also had a couple shares of Harris English, which you know it didn't it didn't matter in the end here, obviously. But these guys withdrawing, like I just keep I I managed to click them all the last couple weeks somehow, miraculously. And it was just yeah, tilting me. I can't explain it any other way. And so as the so yeah, so yeah, you're right. So I had 13 shares of Tony. I thought he was gonna be good. Like how was he not going to be good? And his price was amazing. We talked about this. Yeah, Chalk Tony. Yeah, Chalk Tony was supposed to be good. Hold on, let's share. While, we, while you talk about it, I'll share what's going on here. Yeah. So, and then I like, I, I think I paired him with like Patrick Cantley. So instead of doing a JT Bryson stack, I had a Patrick Cantley, Tony Finau stacks for like five, six, or seven lineups. And then I just continued on with like more Tony and then spreading Cantley in there. So I had like all of my shares were with Tony and Cantley, and they both missed the cut. And I made two lineups with Bryson DeChambeau, one being this one that we just looked at. The other one was paired with Harris English, obviously. So that went okay. away. Not that it mattered because Bryson didn't win. I mean, if it was paired with JT or something, it would have been a little bit more tilting. But, yeah, I had I had two lineups that uh, got 20 of 20 and – or, I'm sorry, 6 of 6 out of, out of 20 lineups. I had two that were 6 of 6, and it's just – this is – I mean, if you look – I mean, here, I'll show it again. I don't, it doesn't matter, but if you look, you can see the bubbles. The bubbles are not good. This is, these are bad bubbles. Here I go. Sure I got Hold on. Let me center you. Okay. So your entire bubbles are how many, how many teams even cash? Like three, four, five? I think like four or five. I'd have to click on it, but yeah. So you didn't do very well ultimately, but you had no. that one bullet. That's what we go yeah. for, though, right? We've okay. been talking about that one bullet. Okay, well, let's talk about. I mean, well, things will come up about your lineup throughout this day here. Uh, congratulations again. Cheers to you. But here we go. We got Tony Finau. Dude, this was the first week in a while that the chalk burned everybody bigly. It was like, right. I mean, Web. we had gone a, ro- a real long stretch where I was starting to get used to chalk just being good. And I had, you know, this used to be the norm. This used to be everybody thought things and then it was they were ruined and everybody this week was I now part of it's hard because in it you know with more and more information out there and our friends at Fanshare and other websites like Fantasy National and almost every website now has their projections has ownership and everyone has access to that ownership sometimes they're even giving it free on a discord somewhere but at the same time you can look here and see this has been this is crazy over the what Will Zalatoris was the only chalk that didn't really bust, but you didn't want or need Zalatoris in your lineup because you wanted to save the money or you wanted to use the ownership elsewhere. I mean, JT, there he is at 17%. Yeah. So it was, it was, it was, you had, but otherwise, okay. Otherwise, you got, I mean, these are terrible. Terrible. Xander, terrible. Hovland, terrible. Fleetwood, terrible. <laughs> I mean, uh, there's a lot of terrible. Rory, holy crap, Rory was terrible. 
I mean, it's tough out there in the world. Let's see who is the most scoring here. We do this each week. You can download these spreadsheets off of uh, the contest that you're in. It's easy. I think you've put a tutorial up. Yeah, I mean, you go to the bottom of the page. It's a desktop thing. You have to have a desktop computer. I don't think you can do it on the app. There you go. Justin Thomas, the highest scoring guy, and then Lee Westwood and Bryson DeChambeau, the darlings from the week before. Here they are again. Shocking, like straight up. And nobody even thought it and wanted it and even had any confidence in Lee Westwood at 3.5%. It's crazy. Taylor Gooch, that is a stupid 8.8%. I mentioned him on my ownership pod I did on Wednesdays, and I saw that he was going to be low-owned in the 7K range, and I thought that was weird. I was like, why is that? And it was because the narrative of like, oh, he's kind of new, and he doesn't know it. They can't do well here. But then they would go ahead and click a Zalatoris at 20.5%, but not a Gooch. I mean, Gooch (laughs) is like two years ago's – uh, Zalatoris, like this is what happens. So they were idiots. That was stupid. And then a five point nine percent for Sergio, who's an automatic, going to make the cut and get stupid. fifth or six in DraftKings points because he had like three or four eagles. Exactly, he's sixth here. So can I add something real quick before you continue? Sure. The week that they allow us to watch every single shot, watch every single group, that was it was amazing. But it was also fucking excruciating to watch Sergio constantly when I needed him uh, in the yeah. most. Like just watching him putt, it was like, oh god, he'd make these like three footers, and you're sitting there like, I don't know what's gonna happen. And then and then he's missing three footers too, and you're like, what the fuck was that? Constantly. Yeah. And then that one that no laying up picture where it's like, yeah, like how does this happen? This is basically yeah. in the hole. How is this not going? <laughs> That's crazy. So it was just like it was just funny to like have it like the one week where I'm like I'm having a sweat and I get to watch all my players I'm following every single day Thursday through Sunday, but Sergio had to be one of them. Man, it was like I shouldn't have clicked. It served me right. I I tweeted it served me right for taking bad putters. It did end up costing you. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, uh, and Bryson kind of cost you. Is Bryson though? Is he the new Tiger Woods, Eric? I wrote this down before we go into the PGA strategy, DFS strategy of the week. Bryson might be the new Tiger, and why do I say that? Well, he is making guys chase him, and therefore ruin their careers. As Rory stated, saying he was going after distance after watching Bryson win the U.S. Open. Rory. Messed up his swing. Yes, he gained speed, he said, but then it also didn't, it wasn't as consistent or it wasn't what he used to be able to do. So, is this is what Tiger did back in the day. And we saw guys try to chase Tiger, try to do things and just fail and ruin their careers and be devastating. That's just like the kind of thing that Bryson's doing to the tour. Yeah, yeah, I know. It, it's interesting. And to, to listen, I saw that clip of Rory talking about that, which is really good on Rory, by the way, for being willing to admit something like that. Like most of these frauds won't admit things like that. And I don't think Rory's a fraud. I think he's a, he's a, he's a legit dude and he's dealing with this kid, you know, whatever, but, uh, Bryson, oh, yeah. he'll be I mean, fine. Rory will be fine. He will be fine. But yeah, I mean, he wins and then, and then he, and you know, I heard, I was told at least that winners are, have a tough time following things up and he got a third at the fucking players. TPC Sawgrass, and uh, so yeah, I mean Bryson's legit. He could have won this week if it weren't for that debacle on four. 
Jesus, he topped the God, ball. he topped it into the water that was 140 yards away. Like, <laughs> the, the memes are already out there on Twitter right now. Of, I like, saw that. You know, comparing the last one like this. And then, and then the next shot track, like, that's just hilarious. God did so. But, yeah, no, uh, Bryson is, is, is something, and I think everybody knows it. Right. Okay, DFS strategy time. Now, Eric, you were tilted. You got angry. But then you had an epiphany, an awakening. You were rejuvenated because you are thinking about changing the way that you play DFS. Even after almost cashing the mega profit of all mega profits to take you down the short game, you did something. You said something to me, and I told you to write this down. Did you write anything down? It's all up here, buddy. It's all yeah, up so you here. didn't write it down. So you <laughs> took the producer and you gave him the finger. So, of course, because you've never prepared anything or written anything down for this podcast ever in your life because you don't really care. Because why would you? But don't Eric, say that. You don't. You don't need to write anything down. You just you tell me what you were thinking. Now, Eric, you, you're going to play differently. How so? Well, when I was tilting, I think you were actually kind of becoming my like therapist in a way. At, at Thursday, it, it was either Thursday or Friday morning. I think after Na withdrew, I I think that's when I fucking lost because I was like, this motherfucker made it an eight or a nine on seventeen. He realized he was out of it, and he claims it's back pain. Give me a break. It's not back pain. You're out of it. These with and yeah, he's withdraw prone, so whatever. And that lineup wasn't going to catch any. That was the thirty-three dollar single entry that we did together. With uh, which is with, devastating, and then we should never play for thirty-three dollars. We can talk about that in a second. Yeah, we can talk about that in So then I, so then I just started shaking my head. I was like, I don't know. I, I'm done. And you're like, you're not done. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. Maybe I'll just play the five dollar single entry caddy, which I that's what I started doing years ago. And then we got to talking, and it's like, well, but it is fun to make 20 lineups. And the $1 short game is the best lineup or is the best contest on DraftKings, in our opinion. I think you most right? fair. Yeah. Most, most fair as far as payout and, you know, usually rake. the size. Yeah. Yeah. Rake, whatever. And size isn't, you know, compared to like the $5 or whatever some of these other ones. So then it's like, okay, well, what if I started treating my 20 entries as a single ish entry? mindset hmm. which is where i feel like i always kind of lean anyways so what we decided in our conversation that i'm rehashing for everybody that's going to listen to this right now is that i'm going to start thinking about going all in every single week on at least one if not two players they will be in every single lineup they will be at a price point that allows me to do all sorts of varieties of builds whether it's um you know, uh, top heavy and then bottom heavy or middle of the road type builds. And I think it's just going to make for more fun because that's what we're trying to do here anyways. I mean, this was this was pretty fun today. It was a little stressful, but, <laughs> it, but it was fun. And I think it's going to be even more fun to be like, okay, fine. My, I, I just want to focus on these two guys that are, that I need to get through the cut. And then I'm going to, and then I can spray those other four spots. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's, let's clarify it now. We talked about a couple different ways we could do different. We could do DraftKings differently. Now, each and every week, we're picking a player pool, and we've compared now DraftKings and DFS Golf to Roulette. Roulette is a uh, game at the casino where you pick a number and they spin a wheel, and if your number comes up, you have chips in that. And you could play differently. You could play the corners. You could play red or black. You can do all these sorts of things. That's kind of how you can play 
DFS golf. So we've compared these before. And when you go to the casino and you are ready to play roulette, Eric, you have your numbers. You pick your kid's birthday. Like we were saying, you pick your favorite player's jersey number and you put that down. You don't go to there and you look at the board. Maybe sometimes you look at the board because you pretend like that matters because it really ultimately doesn't. It has nothing to do with the next pin. Just like next week's golf has nothing to do with last week's golf. And you, you pick a number, you put some numbers down, and you. But typically, most people play the same numbers over and over and over again. So there is something to that. We could, Eric, we could decide uh, an ultimate player pool between us. Like, or I have a player pool of my 45 guys. And depending on who's in the field that week of my 45, those are the names I use. And I don't even think, I don't even have to come up with course suitability. I don't have to come up with any sort of stat model to, to tell me who to pick. I just know out of the 40 names, maybe all 40 are in that event that week. And then I get to have 40 people in my player pool, which is going to be weird, but it'll be easy because I won't have to tilt. And I won't have to think, oh man, I normally play Tringali. Now I didn't play him this week and I'm like tempting fate. Like, this is the week that I screwed up and I f- didn't play him. And this is the week he pops and then I'm going to be f- super tilted. So then that in a way will help to remove tilt by playing the same names over and over and over and picking a 40 guy. And then we could have fun each week. We could say, Hey, are you going to bring this guy into your bill? You know, Oh, is he in your pool? Are you taking that guy out or is he in timeout? And then you kind of <laughs> decide, you know, each week you got people that are in there like, incubation process or their initiated process you're initiating this guy into your player pool and you're eventually going to maybe put him in he's in the initiation phase so like maybe you have like an idea or this guy you know he's he's lost right now we can't have that typically i got fowler but i can't have fowler right now so he's in timeout and then you got your 40 dudes you got your 12 guys in timeout you got the 12 guys incubating and then you got the rest of the humans that you're just never going to think about you don't even you're never thinking about them you're not ever going to tilt them they do well it doesn't matter because you never even consider using them. So that it's not like it matters. And you don't get this sad tilt on Friday or Thursday or whatever. And seeing these dudes and trying to figure out which names to pick. And then always having 33 names, but needing 28, Xing five, and then the five do well. And then the five guys that you picked last do bad. And then you're all mad. And then every week you do the same thing over and over again. Why not just play the same names over and over and over and over and over and over and over? Something to that. Yes. It's called playing your brand. And we mm-hmm. did this for a while. And then we thought it was stupid. Like two years ago, we were like, we got to stop playing our brand. Cause like, who was my brand? Like I was playing like Aaron Badley and like people like that. And you're like, right. you're, you would always text me, your brand sucks. And I'm like, well, yeah, your brand was bad at the time, but it doesn't, that doesn't really matter. No. You know, building a specific and consistent player pool is something that we talked about. But ultimately, what you're going to do is you're not going to do that. And I might not do that because it does matter. Of course, Sudbelli kind of applies less so with the elites than it does with the golfers in the 7K range. But at the same time, pick two guys that you say this is a great way to have fun. Is that you then don't have to think about 20 lineups, 33 dudes that star them all. You just wait for the two guys. Like I had Billy Horschel and I didn't even care. I didn't even look at DraftKings. I didn't even, he needed to make the cut. He had a 10 foot or an 18. If he doesn't make this cut, then I'm just ripping up my entire week, but he makes the cut. And then I look at the lineups and then I see if I have a chance, but that, so that's what makes it fun when you go all in on Sung Im. And then he does something and then it makes the week more fun. And you're actually like having fun and making content with your lineups versus like ultimately trying to be smart and then clicking the wrong names and then being tilted. 
that and then saying and texting your friend, I wish I'm quitting. I'm gonna play single entry <laughs> only now. Oh god, this stuff's so annoying. And then I have to open the app and be like, wait, this is you, the same guy in seventh place, but you're mad about your life. <laughs> but yeah, so that was what it was. Maybe. So we're going to employ this strategy though, going forward. And we've, we've committed to this. I specifically am going to be playing brand only, you know, we're still going to, there's going to be some spray as far as like some certain players, but I'm going to be doing my brand. I'm going to be picking one, at least one person a week that is going to be in 100% of my lineups. I don't give a shit. I know Jason Roslin said that he doesn't do that normally that week that you guys you guys interviewed him. I thought that was a great interview, by the way. On the Preferred uh, Lines podcast, which is on findable the on the Apple iTunes store or uh, you know the uh, YouTubes. But So, yes, there is a reason why that's stupid because these people are trying to win money and not have fun. Like That's literally what it comes out to. We're, we're not even... Like they're trying to win money and then they never win money and then they don't have any fun because they're never winning. Their objective is to win money. Our objective now has switched from trying to win the mega profit and actually thinking that we're smart. And so we're going to prove it by making a lineup that's going to prove it to people. Watch, watch, watch me click. I know more. I watch more golf than you. I have a better model. That's that, that's stupid. So what we're going to do is we're going to go, hey, I want to have fun. Uh, I want to have... These people on Twitter be super angry now that I have a lineup that I put all H names and it's better than yours that you tried out. <laughs> or that I have a, uh, you know, all last week's lineup back in the same, like just do whatever, but, ha- you know, or I'm 100% this 82 and this $8,800 guy. And then that allows me to, you know, spread up, uh, you know, it just, gives you more flexibility to increase your fun. And that's the ultimate goal here for us is to have fun because this is stupid. You're not going to make money. We just said it's gambling. It's roulette. Yeah. So for fun. Okay. Yeah. Play for fun. Make lineups with content. Um, Missing the cut though. Last thing here real quick. Doesn't mean anything if they miss a cut, right? And no, in fact, sometimes it's a good thing we'd argue, right? <laughs> That's why I wrote that. <laughs> I have maybe a good thing. <laughs> it's not a bad thing. If you want these notes, I type out. I write, this is 11 or 12, 1300 words I wrote for this particular podcast. If you want to read these and you're sick, you don't want to watch this, fantasygolfpod.com. Sign up for the newsletter. It gets mailed to you each week if you just put your email in there. So you could do that. You could get the notes. I mean, I don't necessarily talk about every single thing. So, like, there's some extra stuff in here sometimes. And maybe it's fun. It's a or if you're about to watch it and then you're like, hey, I want to watch it, but I want to see where they're going with this. This is kind of like uh, timestamps in a way. A glimpse into Chad's brain. So oh, God. Be careful. <laughs> um, win or lose, you want to just play the names. Dude, you don't want to lose like you were saying. I want to lose money on my guys that I want to play and have fun with playing. I don't want to lose my money by having Sanders like Xander or yeah. someone stupid. So <laughs> do that. Um, take this thing less seriously. Win and laugh that you won. Same with losing. Like, of course I lost, but also, well, 
didn't really try to win, so this is kind of not that big a deal. So therefore, you know, laugh either way. Um, and then rather than predicting Tony Finau's performance or his value or whatever, just do whatever you want to have fun. Pick a pair of guys. That's what Eric's going to do, the, pair, the Quagnus perfect pair. What did you call it? The Quagnus perfect pair. That's what I'm going to do every single week now. Here's the you better do this. Like we talk about this all the time, <laughs> and then you'll end up being like, "Well, I only went twelve shares on one, <laughs> nine on another," and I'll be like, "That's no different than every other week, you fucking asshole." It's <laughs> <laughs> only gonna happen. Right. I'm committed to it right now. It's public here too. Now, are you going to commit time to doing it? Because that's also your problem. You text me like, "My player pool is terrible," and I'm like, "Well, you made." all your lineups mashing the phone as fast as possible. Like as your kids are screaming at you and your <laughs> wife's telling you, get off the phone. And then you're like, I'm submitting lineups. And that's how you build. And like that, you can't win that way. Can you? Well, what I probably almost did. Yeah, I did almost. Yeah. Well, I got, cause I got lucky cause it's fucking roulette. But, but what I need to do is probably build lineups on like a, a Tuesday or Monday and not wait till Wednesday night. That's what I was, I wrote having, when you decide, making the decisions, when do you decide, when do you build, too? So you can make decisions. Like, sometimes it's nice to make the decisions of who you're going to use on, like, a Tuesday afternoon or a Wednesday morning, and then you mull. And by the time you go to actually make the lineups, that's a, spe- a separate spot in your process. So then when you're building, sometimes you have had these names that you're mulling. And while you're building, you're like, this does not fit. And or I need another name in this section of, of, of price. So then you have to add. So like, it's all part of it. And you can't just get to the table at eight 30 on Wednesday night and be like, okay, as fast as possible. Otherwise it's just like, then you're going to have tilt because you're going to end up being like, well, I didn't even have time to make these lineups. Like I had a lot of things to do this week. And then I'm making these lineups and I want to get this thing out by five o'clock. But my wife is like staring at me like, <laughs> God, are you going to make dinner? Like, or whatever. And I'm like, I'm almost done. I'm, you know, like these. I'm getting DMs actually for people like want these tallies for, for whatever reason, and then <laughs> so I, I want to get them out so that they can make their lineups using my tallies, which were terrible this week, kind of. So, God, it's so hard. Josh is calling, calling at least probably me since I'm the bad player, but he's calling me out saying we were going to do 100% speed a week ago this today. We talked about that several times over the weekend. And I texted Eric saying, I regret not doing 100% seeds. And then today he was got awful for a little bit. So I was like, oh, maybe I'm not regretting it. Oh, and now you get good again. But he, and I think the millionaire maker lineup had him in it. I, I wasn't able to find He did. Him. It was the dude that was like a guy on the in the community, Big T. Or, uh, yeah, I don't, whatever, I've never Tony, I don't know. I've never, I, I follow him on Twitter. You do? But he, yeah. Oh, he's like a guy that works for the Run Good Sports or whatever they're called. I've never heard of well, that. Run Pure, the Run one that Pure? Cecil hates and tilts. Oh, well, that's so good. That's great. Yeah, good for <laughs> him. Um, I will say though, there is a guy like you. Before we leave this section though, about your going 100 percent on two guys, you're not going to go 100 percent on a 10-9 name. No, 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 no. We talked about this. Well, text, so there's just, but you, we also don't know. We've never done enough research on this perfect pair idea. We have done a little work on the all in 100% on a guy. And we've kind of realized there's a sweet spot about an 82 to $8,600, $8,800, maybe max on the guy that's like really kind of weirdly underpriced and performing well. 
So like a, Jor- a Jordan coming into this week is a good example of maybe why you do that or an M in a sense where he's an $8,200 guy. Mm-hmm. That's where you go all in on that because it's you're not breaking the bank, let's per se, on a guy at like the 10-9 where then you're just all – because you can still cash with a 5-6 because that's the truth. It's like you go all in with a 10-9 guy and you could lose it all, which is fine. It's 20 bucks. But at the same time, if you go all in on an 88, 86, $8,500 guy, the other dudes on that lineup could save you and keep you afloat and min cash Martins you to getting to the next week. <laughs> so, call me that. <laughs> Does Cecil like that? that oh, dude, we're getting trolled on, on, uh, on uh, YouTube. This is hilarious. Oh, Ken. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Ken. Ken Wagenhofer telling us there's more fish in my aquarium watching me than viewers of this podcast. Oh, Ken. Good for you, buddy. Why don't you get a light? Why don't you get a mic? And why don't you go do this in your garage, buddy? Thanks for joining us. Banned for life. Go fuck. Banned for You can ban? Yeah. Block user. Bye. Thanks for coming, Ken. (laughs) Call your friends. That we blocked you, and you're, you know, maybe they'll come watch us. <laughs> Outrage about Ken. God. All right. Anyway, did the things we were told come true? We're not doing this for anyone but ourselves, Ken. We're just here to have fun in our garages and rehash the last week. So if five people are watching us, great. Does he have access to our iTunes numbers? No. Does he have access to the people that watch on the replay? No. <laughs> Thanks for tilting me. <laughs> Had a long day, Ken. You fucking asshole. All right. Let's talk about the, the things we co- uh, we were told come true. We were told Tony Finau would be good. He was the chalk of the week, and the chalk did not hit. It busted for the first time in a while. The community finally got busted. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm laughing at Josh. He keeps sending out funny things to say as well. Ken bragging about his aquarium is quite a scene. Yeah. Ken doesn't realize that I love that kind of content. So I encourage that. <laughs> People love it. I know. It is. All right. All right. So then we were told about Tony Fito. We were told about the elites. The elites would yep. be good. Rory McElroy has the perfect course fit. Yeah, it didn't work out. Yeah, he had a 43 on the back nine Thursday. He's the highest opening nine score of his career. Jesus. Oh, and Webb, he's destroyed. He'll destroy again. God. <laughs> he was terrible. How about yeah. Xander? Oh, he's going to crush. He's due to win. Nope. But anyway, oh, Cantley. Oh, yeah. Cantley. How is Cantley going to lose that? $9,200. That's the best price in the 9K range. Who's, who's worse? Or how could he be any? He's going to win. We believe that, by the way. I did, actually. And I said that. I know. I know. I know. Will Haskett told me that, and I just repeated Will. So, whatever. <laughs> I'll blame him. And yeah. then Beef's not going to be good here. He'll spray it. He hasn't been great for eight straight events. They can <laughs> finally screw up now. We were told. I didn't really believe that. So, I still use Speed, but I was talked a little bit off of it, which is unfortunate. Um, you can predict golf, Eric, with stats and stuff. I, I, no, <laughs> no, we were told 
I told people Phil Mickelson's career was over. You did, and he made the cut. It almost is, though, in a way. That was funny. I, when I listened, I laughed. You always say things like that. <laughs> I, you know, again, Ken, I'm doing this for content. Like Ken's not sorry. here anymore. Oh, yeah, I blocked him. <laughs> uh, we're told that Hideki will win because of his first round last year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> God, that was the, I rolled my eyes super hard at people that were like, but last year's first round, he did this in last year's first round. It's like, are you, are you, are you high? Yeah. And then, and the response was, yeah. And then COVID hit and all of us got fucked up by that. So you think that he wasn't too, he's not going to like, he's going to just do it again. Like, oh my God, yeah. get out of here. I mean, he at least made the cut, I think, right? By the hair of his chinny chin chin. Did he? I don't think he did. <laughs> did he even miss? I don't think Bryson he will have a letdown after winning at API. Oh, yeah. Nope. And that did not happen. Uh, we were told this course would be stupid for predicting who would do well, and it would be impossible. That actually might be true. It is impossible. That is true. That is true. This is a bloodbath. If there This is course ruins people's psyches. Hideki missed the cut, by the way. Okay, so Hideki didn't even make the cut. How now we know, Eric, that uh, what you did last year doesn't make a damn difference, and also that Bryson can win in two weeks in a row. He's done that before, and we also know that you can't predict with stats, and this course is impossible to predict. What else? I'd People say just have to, dude, we talked about this too. They're like. You have to be aware of the fact that these content people are just spewing words. I'm one of them. <laughs> like, I at least admit it. Like, I'm Ken. Like, I'm shocked that there are people watching this fishbowl, like, at all. So, thanks for <laughs> watching, everyone. Uh, but yeah, you have to take your provider, your guy spewing with the great assault. You know, like, they have to, Eric. I said this to you as a comeback because you were just like, these guys are idiots. And I'm like, I'm one of those idiots. We have to make authoritative statements. We have to be confident in our proclamations or it's going to be boring for you. And we'll tell you things and we'll be like, I don't know because it's roulette. And you'll be like, I don't want to hear it's roulette. I want answers. I'm outraged. So then you get <laughs> mad if we're like telling, like people don't like this show. It irritates them. Like Ken's mad because he knows it's roulette in his head. And he knows you should probably call 1-800-GAMBLER because of the fact that like <laughs> you got to spend a lot of money to make some money in this world. And or why do you even try to make money at DFS? What are you doing? You switch your goal to having fun and start building lineups that facilitate fun and not tilt you, especially because it is roulette, you idiots. And also, I, Eric, everybody does this. We brag about half the things we get right because you have to. And ultimately, every influencer, every person is going to get 50% of the things they say right. You just have to figure out which 50% are going to be right and which 50% aren't. Because that's how it is. It's like half the time you are right. So then I get to say, oh, my God, I had JT. It's like, no shit, you had JT. If you didn't have JT, you're an idiot. If you didn't wake up this morning or go to bed last night thinking, duh, JT is going to win and hammer the hell out of that live number like I did and everyone did. Joe Idoni did because we didn't have him on the original card because we were worried about his driver. But, of course, you wake up and you hammer that. You make your money back because you know JT's here and now. It's like, don't brag about that, but you could brag about that, I suppose. Congratulations. It's like 50% of the time you're right, 50% of the time you're wrong. Or do the thing where you just click every name. 
spray yeah, like a betting it's card called, of 12 it's called the spray method one thing i was told and i tweeted it was that that uh sweating sweating trying to win would be would be fun well one it was it was it was actually fun that was true but i i would i will say this as a golf fan i didn't feel too good about the fact that i was having to like root against like typically i don't have a whole lot of money on the line <laughs> on, on, the, on the course of a week so i just sit back and kind of root for everybody and and want to see a, a fun thing and so it didn't really feel good for me to like want to see westwood fuck up because i like lee westwood i have exactly. i had shares of lee westwood because i like lee westwood i wanted to see him win but i also didn't want him so i could take down that gpp the same thing goes with jt i'm a j I'm a justin thomas fan uh and i was I saw his interview after I knew he was going to fucking cry when he got asked about his grandpa. He His grandpa was there with him. And right, I was, we knew I, it would be. I texted you I wanted him to twist his ankle so I could win this fucking GPP, but instead I do. Or go in the water on 18. You were pissed. Or, yeah, right. exactly. Like I was watching that. I was like, please, for all these things. But in the end, I'm really happy for him, as disappointed as it is for me to uh, you know, not take down a GPP. I mean, I'm a golf fan when it comes down to the, down to the whole thing. We do DraftKings, like you said, for fun. It increases the experience, and you know what? But it, it's, we do it for fun for low stakes. You have to keep in mind it has to yes. be low stakes. Yeah. Otherwise, it just doesn't become fun. It's not fun anymore. That's what happens. And then you don't play for low stakes. You can't tweet out a sweat. You can't be Eric today and say, "Hey, look at me winning two hundred dollars off a dollar." It's a fun thing, and you get tilted. You start not liking Billy Horschel. I love Billy Horschel. I wanted to bet Billy Horschel. I put the horse house on Billy Horschel. He was fucking terrible. So then now in my head as a person, I'm like, I'm moving on. But as a degenerate loser, a Ken, for example, you are mad. <laughs> and now you hate Billy Horschel. And so your guy that you liked and that you put a lot of money on on Thursday morning, we're obsessed with and jerking it Wednesday too. Then on Sunday, he's the worst human. You're tweeting at him and kill, you kill yourself, man. Fuck you. You lost me $25. Don't don't even play for more money. Ah, play for less right. money. Or Eric, do what we do in what Andy Eckert, who my brother is really good at NFL DFS. What he does, dude, he and he's really good at not tilting either because he just makes one lineup and he makes it on Monday and then he doesn't think about it. And then he you know, Sunday comes along, he's like, Oh yeah, I have that guy. I mean, he will see if there's an injury or whatever. But at the same time, you just make your lineups. You don't listen to anybody. You don't give a shit about anything. And you just make your lineups on Monday. And you you go on with your life. And if I would have done that this week, I'd have been like, of course, JT. Of course, Bryson at 99.97. Because, hello, look at their form. Come in. And you might have done that. Right. All right. So what? Is that all so, we were told? Yeah. Somebody just wrote something funny. And I think Ken is going to be our new thing. <laughs> Yeah, Ken, Ken is a thing now. Ken wins 100% Justin Rose. <laughs> yeah, because he's still – so he comes in here, he's mad at me for, like, talking to my <laughs> friend on a Sunday night. The effort that the effort that goes into all of this stuff, these content people that make stuff and that put out a podcast, like, just the effort in alone to upload the thing. Not the, not the writing of the script, not the recording of the thing, not the getting your family to deal with it, not to all the other parts of it, not the fact that I'm putting myself out there half drunk at 845 live on the internet. Like, I'm a realtor with actual reputation that, like, now I'm putting myself out. All of this stuff goes into it, and then we're going to get trolled by a Ken who's telling me I got more fish. A Ken? Get the it's fuck like a, out of it's here. like a Karen, but a Ken. He's a, he, yeah, he's a Karen. 
I mean, get out of here. Oh my god, that's funny. I hope he I hope he comes back. I, I'm kind of mad I banned him. Yeah, why'd you ban him? Let's have him back. That was a quick, that was a quick trigger. That was a that was a quick trigger. Normally I don't like care about trolls, but that was I've never seen you do that. Oh, he tilted me for a second. All right. Oh, Eric, watching every shot was kind of cool because you got to see behind the scenes, and we got to do that this week. Uh, and it was fun to see Billy Horschel concede a box to Poulter because he wasn't ready or hear things like the conversations we heard between Gell- Greller and Spieth or see things like Jordan hitting into Rory Sabatini. God, that was great. <laughs> that was so funny. Uh, and we do not need announcers we don't need a narrator to talk about the fact that this guy's hitting up from 170 yards just put 178 yards to the hole i don't need to know the club he's using i don't give a shit i'm just gonna watch it and need to hear the birds and need to hear the airplanes and need to hear the grass and need to hear him talking to his caddy that's all i want and my uncle who's like 60 said this sent me a text saying the same things about how it's great you can just hear the planes and the birds you can hear him walk it up and the feet and the footprints and the things and the like background and it's like that's golf you feel like you're actually walking with them it's great so let's do that every week right let's do that every week and let's do that too coming up when there's more fans maybe like this summer depending on how things are going like think about what that like i i, I think it'll be cool to hear like the sort of sound of the crowd murmuring and then like i will say know, though like so you're watching, you're watching, you're watching, you're watching, and they get to 14, 15, and then they get to 16, and it starts getting louder and louder and louder right. as they get to 16, 17, and then you're like, nah, I can't even fucking hear what I was able to hear. So that well, was kind of yeah. irritating. Yeah. That's true. Where you can't go, because then it's like, oh, well, cut the mics off, like, ultimately, because I can't. And all it is is the crowd noise. One, one, one of my favorite moments is it, it seemed to me that it was pretty obvious that some of these people that are running all these cameras because, you know, they clearly hired a whole bunch of people to run all these cameras. So I'm, you know, I'm following burger around because he's my guy on Saturday that I need to do something. And they, they, they had him like zoomed in on him, And then, you know, it's like a minute or two while they're waiting for him to hit his shot. So this person probably just zoomed in on him and then kind of, you could hear them talking, even the camera operators, like, like laughing and talking to each other. And so I'm watching Berger and like, I'm like, what's he reaching for? He's reaching his bag. All of a sudden I see a little tin. He's pulling a tin. Oh yeah, of course. Boom. Oh, it was great. And like, you know, in, in normal coverage, they'd, they'd fucking pull away from that immediately. Cause that's not good for the brand. <laughs> but it's great to see him just be like, yeah, I'm chewing. And then he takes it. Then he takes a swig of something. I'm like, dude, I've, I don't, I, I don't chew. I have. I've attempted it, and I've never attempted to swallow. So I looked at that. I was like, "Damn, he knows what he's doing. He's a real chewer." He's uh, a real chewer. <laughs> now, my biggest thing and takeaway was the fact that like there is a lot of action, a lot of golf shots going on while we were in commercial breaks on a normal week. It is incredible. Plus, tons of this shit is tape delayed. Like, where? Oh my god! Paul Casey's a whole later, and I they're know. showing on the broadcast him putting, and I'm like. Or even like approach, approach shot. And I'm like, dude, he's already made that putt that he, like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, nice try. Yeah. You're just doing this for my father who has no fu- idea what's going on. <laughs> so that was kind of funny how it's like, geez, everything yeah. is just stupid. How it's like, and then, like, they don't think we want to see Paul Casey's 18th hole. Like, they would rather just show a ton of B-roll of Bryson and Lee Westwood, like walking around and doing things that just show for seven seconds, Paul Casey's approach shot. <laughs> like, 
you like we might have a top five bet on him. We might have him on DraftKings if we want to see this result. Like there is Sergio Garcia. Like yes, he's out of it. <clears throat> that but like how hard is it to just show him making or missing or doing something that make that we're texting about because we watch on Shot Tracker or, or we're watching on his live feed that like is kind of relevant to the scene to an ultimate draft. This is DraftKings is a sponsor of this sport. Wait, are you tilted about coverage? <laughs> Should we get to outrage? <laughs> I thought we did. Outrage. Uh, well, we could talk quickly about Bryson or Patrick Reed. Um, Bryson was almost a winner. He did top the shot for 100 yards, so that was kind of funny where he went 400 yards the week before and he went 100 yards this week on a drive. Patrick Reed was a non-factor. Yep. Uh, did anything really go viral? Like other than the Sabatini thing, and then the PGA scrubbed it. Yeah, they scrubbed it. Why? Why did they scrub cool things? God, they're they, like, yeah. But there's always someone who has it. Oh yeah, I mean it's still available. So like they can scrub and scrub and scrub it. Just they try and scrub it and scrub enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. All right, why not get to the best part of the week? And it is PGA TF. No, it is basically outrage. Not necessarily PGA DFS related, ultimately, but it was kind of this week because English withdrew. You thought English, Eric, withdrew after lock on purpose. You texted me that he does this, and then he laughs for ruining DraftKings people's lineups. You thought that? For real? Who's he? It's- Harris English. Oh, no, I don't. I didn't think Harris English. I thought that the PGA, like, I thought people were making a good point that, like, there's this partnership – between DraftKings and the PGA right now, like they're officially, I don't know, I don't know how they're in a partnership, but they're in some kind of partnership. And yet these guys are withdrawing after lock. That doesn't seem good for, for the brand. Now we can, we can have the argument about how to fix that. And I still believe I'm right as far as the solution is concerned, but like, you'd think like what's going on in the mornings with these guys. Or when did they tell the tour? Because, like, wasn't – did Charles replace someone? I don't remember if that was this was week or Pat whatever. Perez one week or whenever. I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, it was Pat Perez last week. But Pat it was like Charles might have been notified about Rose or somebody. He notified somebody. Say, hey, come on, and he's going to withdraw. And then, Yeah, like- so, like, they know. Like, Charles on a plane getting ready to go. Like, someone's aware of this information. Right. What is the? What, where is the, there's no sense of urgency? Do they just they? So then, that to your point, they actually don't care about a dude putting. How much did you say someone had six hundred dollars or something? Oh yeah, I, I, I tweet that a guy had one light up for six hundred fifty bucks with with uh, English on it. It's like, it's like, well, first off, don't do that. That's stupid. <laughs> do not fucking play one lineup for six hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> That was ridiculous. It is bullshit. Like they they know. I think that the the yeah the problem is that. So what about? Oh, so they're liars. So Rose is a liar. He's a liar. He's a complete fraud. He was there to just film a commercial (laughs) and get out of there. He doesn't care about the support of the fans. He doesn't care about that's my. Yeah, he claims to be a a fan guy. The commercial. Yeah. But you don't think he could actually be hurt. 
What if he's hurt? Nah, you, you were right. We, we talked about this. We didn't text him about it. You're right. If injury is a, a very legitimate thing. And the Kevin Nah withdraw, that's that, that actually is, is. I wrote down that quote, I am close to being done with DK. Yes. I, am, I quote, at least scaling it down to $5 single entry. That was what you said after the not nah after not nah. after nah. I told you that's when it, ha- it happened after not nah. I just it's like he, I am he close to being done with DK. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dude, you do a podcast about DK with me every week. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was, I was. Well, hey, this could be the time we've done it before where I'm about to fire you and get a new host. <laughs> we, we did that for a while. <laughs> yeah, where I pretended I was going to hire somebody else. <laughs> Yeah, I remember that. Because people think this is a real podcast and that we're not just friends and making this shit up as we go along. Like, you people who have been along for the ride, the fishbowl watchers, I appreciate you guys so much. It's been great. Injury report. Do we force these guys now to be honest? Do we make them tell us about their injuries? And do we do that? And how can we do that? And does that help us? Because... Someone like Lanto could have a hip problem. Someone like Gary Woodland can have a hip problem. And two hip problems could result in him withdrawing and him fucking almost winning. So, like, we're going to just get more confused, I think, with this fake injury report that we're going to force on these people, these independent contractors. This is just part of the roulette. That's why it's roulette. A double zero is in there for a reason. It will show up and ruin everybody. And that's for the casino. That's for the the house. The house is always going to win. I mean, again, going back to the point that they're in a pa- partnership with DraftKings, which is a betting site. Although, actually, it's not technically considered a betting site because DraftKings is considered skill because it's <laughs> fantasy sports. So that could be one reason why they don't have some good. But the NFL did it. The NFL changed their shit around the fact that they had a partnership with DraftKings as far True. as like their injury reports. So I don't see what the... Oh, yeah, they used to let people be frauds in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I don't see what... I mean, but there's a huge fantasy operation. The NFL is a different... Yeah, yeah, that's... that's I mean, DraftKings is basically it for PGA as far as fantasy sports are concerned. But but I still don't see what the detriment is for a guy like Rose to say, listen, I'm going to try and tee it up. Even if he's saying it to his fans, I'm going to be there on the grounds or... I, you said he wasn't, or he wasn't seen on the grounds. But even if you say, "I'm going to be there," I'm going to do some, uh, you know, practice rounds, and I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to try my best to play. I'm dealing with this issue right now. I really hope I don't have to withdraw. What is the problem with them saying that? Is it the fact that they have no shame, or what? What is it? Like, I wonder. Like, why, why couldn't those types of statements be put out? They could, they could, they could say "fuck you" to the gamblers. I told you this. Fuck the gamblers. What about the, uh, I don't know, the autistic kid that they reached out to a year ago <laughs> in their commercial where they claim to care about that person and they traveled from God knows where uh, in New York or something. And they flew down to Florida to risk COVID to come see their favorite player, Justin Rose, who had given them a signed uh, ball or whatever a year ago. And they wanted to see him because, oh, Florida allows us to visit for this tournament. And then the fraud fucking Rose withdraws before teeing up. This guy doesn't fucking care about his fans. Like, I get it. Yeah, you're. You, it's important that you don't re-injure yourself. But how about be? Uh, how about some clarification? How about some notification about wh- where you stand for for poor poor uh, you know Alyssa five year old. We've gone down the road of what the the solution could potentially be that you get an out of jail uh, get out of jail free card. 
Like you get a sure, Louis okay, Uste, yeah. a Louis Ustazen card, so you can do this one time. Yes. We decide, we said after Wednesday at four o'clock or whatever we we came up with something. This was like in the solution podcast we did, and then yeah. after four o'clock you withdraw. You get dinged. And you can't be dinged twice. You get exemptions of losing this and losing that. You lose the option to go there and this and that. So you need to know and you need to state to ep- – you might have to actually you, – you, if I can't make it through, if I'm even close or remotely close, that right now there's just so much money on the line. There's just too many FedEx Cup points that can be lost that like every shot counts, every start counts. you got to accumulate and, and get there and go there and do that. That's the emphasis. And so that's the player's mentality now. But we need to have that shift from like, hey, listen, you need to go all out and do this to by going out and all out and doing that, you're debt you're being to the detriment of the fans and to the growth of the sport and to grow the game hashtag. So then you need to say by Wednesday afternoon, if you're going to have any thought of withdrawing and you haven't gotten your good out of jail free card yet, or you, you know, you've already used that. Then you have to withdraw after that. If you're not even you're you have to full for sure commit and fully commit or not. But then it's like, how fair is that? I mean, the guy could hit a root halfway through the round and re-aggravated his injury. And then, I mean, this is always time. So go back to the fact that, hey, one, hi, my name is Chad Eckert, and I do not have a gambling problem because I play for a dollar. So <laughs> don't play for more than a dollar. And Or call 1-800-GAMBLER, you sickos that have problems that are playing for hundreds of dollars and tilting this guy that withdraws. So sorry. I'm just going to drink my Coors Light and play for a dollar, not tilt, and then not call 1-800-GAMBLER either. Yeah, I mean, God, that makes me angry. But you're right. I, yeah, th- I think that's a great idea, actually. But we <laughs> we know what we're doing right now when it comes to these golfers, and they withdraw. It's not really that different from, you know, a a, a running back being a, a full ahead one hundred percent go, and then gets injured on the first drive, like that. The, or he pulls a hamstring in the warm ups. Yeah, we don't know yeah, about these. Yeah, exactly. You don't know who these people are. That's also true, bro. JT's been hitting it bad. On the driver, and he feels bad about what happened with his comment. His game right. is so game that's off. like first. That of was a, that was the sign that he was going to win. Correct. He is. God, that's in the past. A and B. Do you know what JT has been working on for the last two weeks? No, no. you don't know shit about JT. No. JT's people aren't going to tell you what they're working on. There's no one reporting on anything. JT has been grinding his driver, and in fact, is hitting it consistently now. So that you should be confident that what he did in the past, that re- accumulated statistics in the past, past performance, is not going to yield anything to do with future results. There's nothing to, there's no correlation because we don't know anything. Like, you know about an NBA guy, like barely, but you still know about that NBA guy, like to a point much more further than you do an NFL or a PGA guy. Come on. Again, play in the short game for a dollar. My God, that five dollars. I'm outraged now. This is great. Yeah, I'm outraged right now. Oh, damn it! Of course, Ken probably knows what JT's been working on. So I'm sure Ken had a JT bet that cashed. Ken, <laughs> I'm glad Ken dropped by. Thanks, Ken, for providing some content for us. Next week's the Bear Trap, Eric. PGA Tour. Next stop is the Honda Classic. It is 
the backyard of Joe Idoni. And you know what that means, Eric? There's the DFS Open. The field here for the Honda Classic is a little shitty. In fact, our guy Songjay might be the favorite. And <laughs> or also the community bet or the chalk guy. And uh, it makes me nervous. But I don't know. This might be the week to go 100% Songjay because did you see him? Looks pretty sharp. Right. Players. Oh, but Eric, the DFS Open is not happening live in person like it did last year, right before COVID. It is going to happen next year. So this year it's called the Virtual DFS Open. And instead of the PME Open on DraftKings, the contest itself for 15 bucks, they're doing a DFS Open contest. Joe Idoni hosting this thing, 2,000 entries into that. You could win $2,000 for winning it all. And there are prizes. You can win a trip to next year's DFS Open. You can win an, the opportunity to play at the Honda Classic or at the whatever this course is called. You can <laughs> do that. You can play there. They have access to that somehow. So you can win these prizes. It's great. There's like access to Fantasy Nationals website for a year. There's prizes, money. Thanks awesome. for this contest. So it's twenty dollars. It's on the DraftKings lobby right now, and we're going to give away an entry into that for the person who chatted the most. Ken, uh, no. Josh, no. Minute, of course. Josh. Josh has played before, but Danny Ryback, he's been here. Ken is a hundred percent Justin Rose. Kenny, Dan, dude, Danny, have you played in a contest with us before? I don't know if you have. I can't remember. I don't think you have. So if you haven't, let's play. Danny, you're the man. So Dan the Man is going to play in the $20 uh, – give it to Ken. <laughs> I mean, I, I kind of regret, regret blocking Ken. Can I unblock him? Oh, well. Unblock him. Let's bring him back. I know. Shit. I just was – you know, he got me right. He got me good. He, he got me real good. Yeah, he tried. But anyway, that was hilarious. Yeah. All right, tomorrow you will see me live first thing in the morning when the DraftKings dr pricing drops for the Honda Classic. Uh, I actually don't know what my schedule is like tomorrow, but maybe I'll be doing it live around 10, 30, 11 a.m. as soon as the pricing comes out. That's the first look. And then I go live with my friend, Joe Idoni. It's called the Prefer Preferred Line. This one. Preferred Lines podcast. It's Monday live on the internet. Maybe there'll be more fish looking at that fishbowl because it's more popular than this one, Ken. Sorry. And then on Wednesday, I'll be back doing an ownership pod. Follow me on Edina Realty at Twitter. Quagnus is Quagnus. He's going to do a tweet. Are you going to tweet it? Are you, what's your perfect pair? Where are you going to find this perfect pair? pair? At on Discord? You'll find it on Discord probably early, and then it'll be presented on Wednesday at some point. I'll decide it probably on Monday because I'm going to try and do all this shit early. Okay, cool. Maybe you'll tweet it Tuesday. Tuesday. Okay, cool. Awesome. So you look for that under the uh, Twitter account Quagnus. The <laughs> kid's nickname. Um, again, join the DFS Open. It's virtual this week. It is $20 an entry, but half of that entry goes to the first tee, so it is a donation. I mean, we're donating every week to DraftKings, so you might as well donate this week to the first tee, your donation to DraftKings. Half of it. So that's fun. Um, and sign up for FanshareSports.com using the promo code FantasyGolfPod, one word, and you can have 20% uh, off. And you get that all the way through the Masters. So that's a good idea to do that. And Eric, buy a T-shirt because I'm ordering them in the morning. I'm going to hit the trigger because 
if I don't, it won't get here by the Masters. And it's the Masters script, hashtag Mega Profit. I wanted it. I thought it was cool. Uh, George Z and I came up with the T-shirt idea with the little logo, Fantasy Golf Pod logo in gold, like the Masters logo would be. Kind of green and gold for the uh, Masters colors. And it's I 30 ordered. bucks. I ordered. I mean, it's not even 30 bucks. I think it's like 22 bucks. You can pay 8 bucks for shipping and handling. If you live in Minnesota, you can ship it to me for free. So it's 20 bucks, 22 bucks. Get yourself a T-shirt. Hashtag mega profit. Maybe it'll bring you good luck. So, Eric, again, like, comment, subscribe, rate, review, retweet, troll. Be like Ken. Be like Ken. Ken, thanks for showing up. Appreciate you. I know you're watching this back. <laughs> People. All right, boys and girls. All right, let's get some music into the hell out of here. Cheers. Goodbye. Ooh. All right. Thanks, everybody. See you later. Goodbye. <laughs>